Welcome to Greater Freedom, a weekly podcast about how to build a successful business that lights you up and that you absolutely love whilst living a lifestyle that you are obsessed with. In this podcast, we put freedom at the forefront, financial freedom, time freedom, and freedom to travel the world whilst your business continues to thrive. I'm your host, Nicola Charlotte, a lifestyle-led business coach helping female entrepreneurs to have it all in a way that feels exciting, authentic, and aligned. I'm equal parts business and equal part mindset, here to show you how to use your energy to create that turning heads kind of success. I went from zero to plus five figure months in less than two years, and I'm here to tell you that your biggest, most expansive visions are so possible. In fact, they're so much closer than you think, and I'm gonna help you make that a reality. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Greater Freedom podcast. I am joined today by a very special guest, Liz Roberta, who is a spiritual business coach and best-selling author. And I can't wait to dive into much more detail around your journey, where you are today, and what freedom looks like in your business, but also in your lifestyle. Um, before we go in, Liz, please introduce yourself and tell me a little bit more about where it is that you are in the world right now and what it, what it is that's brought you there. Hi, Nicola. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, yeah, a journey. And it's so funny we're even having this conversation because it's so normal to us, I think, to be doing this, to be digital nomads, traveling the world. But I don't think it actually is that normal in the grand scheme of things. Mm. So I love that we're having this conversation today. Um, so a little intro. I'm a Hay House author. My book is called Living in Tune. That came out in January, January the 11th. So uh, pretty much a year by the time we're recording this. And I'm also a business coach to spiritual entrepreneurs, like you said. So I work with female business owners who are coaches, therapists. I have some psychics in there, Reiki healers, and I help them to grow and expand their business. So that's what I do. I've been doing it for a few years now. I got my book deal back in 2020. I started my Instagram account and my website back in 2018. So it's been a four-year journey and it was a gradual transition. You know, I had corporate careers before this. When I came out of university, I studied economics. So I started investment banking. Then I was like, this is terrible. This is really. <laughs> so I did a master's and then I transitioned into fashion and I was a merchandiser. And then also was like, mm, yeah, OK, this is more fun. But I didn't have that sense of purpose. And that was really gnawing away at me internally. Then by some absolute blessing, I got offered a job at my old university lecturing where I did my master's. And that was just the most insane gift ever because it was £40 an hour. Most of it was from home doing a lot of marking. I would go in one day a week, teach three seminars. Um, so it was like the most insane part-time job where I could make almost what I was making as a merchandiser full-time, but part-time while growing my business on the side. And then, of course, I was able to transition to full-time entrepreneurship. And now I get to travel the world with my laptop. I'm living in Airbnbs at the moment. So I've just spent three months in Costa Rica. Now I'm doing a month in Tulum, back for England, uh, back to England for Christmas. Then I'm going to go to Cyprus, Lisbon, and I don't know where after that, but a little Euro trip next, I think. Amazing. Oh, I love that. So many different kind of elements and parts as to what has brought you to where you are now. But one thing that kind of stood out was the 
different kind of chapters, I guess, of your story and the different routes and paths that you took before actually saying, do you know what, this isn't for me, or I don't feel connected, or this isn't aligned. And being able to pivot and go down what sounds like a kind of totally different path to lead you to the next thing. And I wonder whether that's down to sort of self-confidence, whether it was a broader or deeper feeling of not feeling aligned or connected that enabled you to make those changes. Um, Because it's not necessarily particularly common that people transition from one industry to the next, or maybe they feel like they have to stay in a role for a certain number of years so that they can then successfully move on to the next. But what was your experience like with that moving around and pivoting um, from, I guess, you know, day one, really? Yeah, so it definitely wasn't something that happened overnight. So I did spend a few years in the, in both careers. It wasn't like, oh, I just don't like it. I'm going to leave tomorrow because yeah. that's not reality. I mean, especially the second time, which was actually the much harder transition when I was coming out of fashion, because by that point I was engaged. So we had a wedding coming up. We also owned a four bedroom house. So it was like much more serious. And that was actually a harder transition than the first time. Um, and I was on a graduate scheme in investment banking. So, you know, I wanted to finish that. I decided six months in that I loathed it and then I had another year and a half to go. So, you know, it definitely didn't feel quick. I mean, by any means. And I had to save the money to do my master's because at the time that was before the postgraduate government loans came in in the UK. So I had to pay for the tuition, living for a year. I had a car on lease. So, yeah, I mean, maybe when I told it, it sounded quick, but definitely know that it wasn't. And if anyone listening who's in that position right now, it does take time. There are practical things to take care of. But what really guided me forward was my intuition, how I felt, my knowing. And this is what I wrote Living in Tune about. I mean, that is about listening to your intuition to find your life purpose. And that was what guided me forward because the longer I was in those careers that felt bad for me, I actually started to become physically ill. So I had an anxiety disorder when I was in finance and I kept going to the doctor. We did all these tests like thyroid tests, blood tests, heart tests, and they were all fine. And he was like, have you heard of generalized anxiety disorder? And I was like, no. And then that was what I ended up coming away with a Mm. diagnosis of um, because I was so out of tune. I was just completely in the wrong career place, just everything and I didn't realize it at the time because I'd never learned about intuition. I didn't, did I even hear that word for the first 20 years of my life? Like, I don't think so. This was pre-Instagram and all of that. So um, I just, you know, I just did what everyone else did and what I should do and try to be successful. And whenever I didn't listen to my intuition and I was out of tune, I became very ill. And in fashion, it manifested as a lot of colds. So, so many times I'd have to go home halfway through the day because I had these horrific colds and my nose would be streaming, I'd be uh, screaming, I'd be coughing and sneezing like all over my colleagues and they were like, get out of here, like get out, you're gross. (laughs) And that was so funny because it was my body. And I think what had happened is my body had made this link. You get to go home if you have a really bad cold. And I just kept getting these terrible, terrible colds. And I think it was because I always got like a get out of jail free card every time I got one. Um, 
But yeah, I just, I almost feel like I had no choice because I got so ill. And I mean, I always had it in my stomach, that gut feeling, a feeling of dread, you know, the Sunday scaries. Um, And yeah, I just, I, yeah, I really didn't feel like I had a choice. I feel like my path was compressed. I was doing another podcast interview yesterday and she said she stayed in a career she didn't like for 20 years. Like, how Mm. did you manage to do it all so quickly? And I'm like, I think that I had this path because I believe everything happens for a reason. So I think my path was compressed so I could go through it quickly. It felt so terrible that I could write a book about it, talk about it to other people, help other people on that path. I think that's why mine was so kind of compressed. And now I'm 30 and I'm finally in the right career, doing what I love, totally in tune, doing what I plan to be doing until I die. It's not even something that I want to retire from at this point. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. And I think it's so important because some of the things that you mentioned there around like those Sunday scaries or that feeling of dread, you know, there's, there can be the idea or the sort of belief that that, that just is part of it. You know, actually sometimes they're, you know, they're not going to always be in a job that you love or for the first five years of your career, that just is going to be the case. And actually those are indications that, you're not on the right path or that there is misalignment. Um, And I think, as you mentioned, intuition isn't something that we're taught at school. It's not something that we speak about with our managers or, you know, in in the corporate world. And it isn't until quite often you either, you know, I know personally for me, my own experience, it was only something that I became familiar with once I'd left corporate and were were running my own business. Um, And I just wonder for people that are listening, if they feel like they're not particularly in touch with or familiar with using their intuition, what are some pieces of advice or kind of more tangible, I guess, tips or tools that they can use to start to build a, a deeper relationship or a closer connection with their intuition to help them making some maybe tricky decisions that they've been thinking about, um, whether that's with their career or, or on a more broad term. Yeah, you just use two key words there, relationship and connection. Your intuition will get stronger when you have a better relationship with yourself and a stronger connection to yourself, your own needs and your own desires. There's a big part about individuality with intuition. You have to be willing to do things your own way. You have to be willing to go against the crowd sometimes. You have to understand who you are as an individual because what takes us away from following our intuition is following everyone else, people pleasing, fitting in. These are all ways that we sell ourselves and sabotage ourselves and we ignore our intuition because ultimately we don't maybe believe that we're that valuable or we're scared to be different we have a fear of judgment so your intuition will get stronger the more you love and honor yourself the more that you are true to yourself the more that you live in integrity and you really honor your individuality all of that will automatically give you a stronger relationship with your intuition Mm. and also a big part of it is getting out of your own mind so the logical mind the thinking mind the busy mind that kind of masculine energy The way intuition comes through easiest is when you're calm, you're peaceful, you're quiet, you're going to bed at night, you're driving, you're in the shower, because it is something you have to receive. It's very much this feminine energy. And when we talk about masculine and feminine energy, someone actually asked me this in a comment on one of my posts on Facebook this morning. And I, you know, I use terms like this because most of the people in my world every day know it. But just Mm. in case anyone listening doesn't know what I'm on about, it's like the yin and the yang. So it's the same concept. So the yin is the feminine aspect. 
slowness, receiving, creativity, intuition, and the yang is the masculine, go, 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 fast-paced, action-taking, drive. So when we're in the masculine all the time, go, 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 busy, busy, hustle, 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 obviously that can take us to burnout. But our mind is so busy and so loud and we can go into high-performing anxiety. We are stressed. We struggle to sleep. We struggle to switch off. And it's actually Mm -hmm. when we do switch off that we are able to receive information that often doesn't make sense, but it has this kind of electrical charge to it. And sometimes when I get intuition come through, my body will shake or you get like a zing. You feel lit up. It feels really, really good. You're like, oh, that's the best idea I've ever had. And it could be a name for a program. It can be an mm-hmm. Instagram post, a sentence for your book, a new blog idea. But it's something that you receive. It's not something that you make happen. So yeah. if you want to develop your relationship with your intuition, you need to notice where you're in that hustle, scarcity, survival busy kind of mindset and energy and then focus on taking time out time for yourself and it doesn't have to be meditation obviously that's the best way but it can be walking by a lake it can be driving without listening to the radio it can be just being in silence when you're doing the washing up instead of always having to have noise Mm. on all the time because that's keeping you in your busy mind you're not just kind of shutting down and having that empty space when you can hold that empty space and feel safe and secure and certain doing so that that's enough, then that is when intuition is going to come through more for you. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I think they're such good examples, because it is, it's not often something fairly straightforward, but it comes down to the trust within yourself to give yourself the time, give yourself the space, allow yourself to lean back and actually listen into things that might you might be receiving. And if we're constantly on the go, constantly doing versus being, then we miss those little nudges. We miss those more like intuitive messages or feelings that we're getting um, because we're just on this constant go mode. Um, so I think, yeah, that's, um, thank you. That That's the nice, place to start to then build up that relationship and connection with intuition um so just linking back to what you said at the beginning about having moved around a lot and being in airbnbs and you're currently in tulum and doing sort of europe um in the early early parts of 2023 has travel always been a big part of your life was it something that you um saw as part of your vision and plan when you set up your own business um how does that factor in with Uh, running and growing your business yeah great question so I actually grew up really really poor alcoholism uh, we had no money whatsoever so I never went abroad never went to a hairdresser until I was an adult and I could pay for it myself didn't go on school trips or anything like that so grew up with a lot of lack so it was something Mm -hmm. I discovered as an adult and it was actually after university I had uh, the summer I always worked part-time jobs had two part-time jobs while I was at university But I took a month off because I'd already got a place on my graduate scheme. So the month of August, before I started investment banking, I went traveling around Europe with two friends. And we did a Euro trip. We did like eight countries in four weeks. We stayed in hostels, these 12 bed dorms. Some of them had no air con. I mean, it was just wild. And I did the whole thing on 1500 pounds. And oh, it's just 
so crazy. Like we went out every single night. I remember I lost my travel towel. So I stole a hand towel from a hostel. And I was traveling around with this soggy hand towel that smelt like damp as my towel. I mean, it's just so funny, but it was so, so wild and free and fun. And that was when I got bitten by the travel bug. So it was when I was 21. So then when I went into my first proper job, I finally had some actual money in my life. I then was going on four holidays a year, uh, you know, weekends in Rome and away with my husband and things like this. And yeah, that was really when it started that one Euro trip when I was 21, I got bitten by the travel bug. So no, it definitely wasn't something that I foresaw uh, or always planned. And uh, a lot of it as well as I have seasonal affective disorder. So when I'm in England, I get depression from the grey. It's not the cold that's the problem, it's the grey. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of allergic to England. And then in the summer, I have terrible hay fever. So I literally am allergic (laughs) to England, whatever the weather. So I knew I couldn't stay there. You know, I spent 30 years there. So I just had to get out, get traveling, live in other places, follow the sunshine. I'm a massive Mm. sun worshipper. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty recent thing, actually, but I love it. And actually, I think one of my favorite things, apart from the sunshine, is the people I meet. I meet mm-hmm. so many people who are doing the same thing, digital nomads, doing spiritual work all over the place. And it's so expansive. I love it. Hi, babe. Would you love to work with me on more of a one-to-one basis, taking your business and lifestyle dreams to the next level? I want to invite you to apply to work with me inside one of my one-to-one containers be that a business audit and strategy session, a month of coaching and boxer support, or to join my six-month one-to-one program tailored specifically to you and helping you to achieve your biggest business, lifestyle, and financial goals. If you'd like to apply, it's important that you're committed to this next level of growth and that you're looking for a fellow soulful entrepreneur, coach, and business mentor, aka me, to guide, teach and support you every single step of the way. I specialise in combining the mindset work with the energy work, plus the business strategy, so that you can feel fulfilled and expanded financially, spiritually and energetically. So if you'd like to work with me more intimately, head to the link in the show notes to apply. Then we can have a call and figure out which option is going to be best for where you're at now. I can't wait to hear from you. And as mentioned, the link is in the show notes. For now, let's get back into today's episode. Yeah, I can totally resonate with the uh, greyness not being particularly uh, supportive to kind of the wider, (laughs) wider emotions and energy that links to kind of running and growing a business. But one of the things that I speak about a lot on the podcast and with my clients is just how profound your own energy impacts the success in your business and sort of talk about the ripple effect of how you feel really being so pivotal to how your business is growing and the success and the results that you're seeing yourself but also with your clients and I just wonder whether or or how this travel new travel element in your life has impacted your energy and the results that that's created or shifts that that's created in your business whether it's new ideas whether it's you know, more uh, rapid transformations. Um, But anything that you've noticed, particularly um, having travelled more and and what the ripple effect that that has been on, maybe it's your relationships as well, but your business um, in particular. 
Yeah. So it was actually last year, 2021, we'd come out, we spent the first like half of 2021 in lockdown in England. And then after that, I went to Portugal for a week with my friend. And having been locked down in England for so long, where usually I'd be going away like four or five times a year, um, I didn't even notice what had happened. And on that week in Portugal, we went to Lisbon. I was like, boom, 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 zing, 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 zing. All just words constantly. And that's what happens to me. Like, I'm an author, I write, I love that stuff. And just constantly, it was like annoying. Just so many words coming through. I was having to write them down and catch them on my phone. And then I went back to England. Ooh gone completely gone and that was when it was literally when I got back from that week in Portugal last September I said to my husband I was like no that this can't I can't do this this is so detrimental to my business like you say and I really noticed the difference and it just shut down my intuition my inspiration and I think sun is a big part of that for me also anyone listening I don't know if you've looked at astrocartography so if you mm. look into that you can see different lines across the world and depending where you go different things will happen so the first place I went on my trip around the world full time was LA and there I have my Pluto line crossing my midheaven which is in Gemini which is about communication and that was just the most optimal place for my energy because I had so much coming through whereas being in Costa Rica and Tulum, I'm on my moon line. So it's been mm-hmm. more kind of like deep, emotional, hard healing transformation. So definitely look into astrocartography because it has a huge impact. And in terms of my business, I think the thing it affects most is my inspiration, my mm-hmm. energy. Um, obviously, it gives me great content, you know, lots of nice pictures yeah. and videos and things like this. But yeah, the inspiration piece, I think, is the biggest, definitely. Mm. And a lot of people, you probably have the same people like, oh, it's so inspiring seeing your journey. Because when you're in that full time kind of life, it can be so hard to see how it can even be possible. But when you set it up and give it a few years, then it totally is possible. Mm. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that I had an astro cartography reading a couple of months ago. And LA was I can't remember which line. It's it's something that I'm not overly familiar with. But LA was one of the like really powerful lines going through and Mexico so and the lady who did it was like oh you have to go to Mexico on your honeymoon that's going to be amazing for like relationship and like deeper connection I was like okay I'll I'll put that in the suggestion box um but yeah it's just interesting that you say that because it can be so I guess it can be hard to know where to go but it can also be overwhelming of like what's the right place and how do I know and you know but it's it's following what feels good, but then also look, you can use those sorts of um, charts and readings to help guide you. Um, Just thinking about moving around, and I guess I'm sort of somewhat asking this from a personal perspective as well, but your husband, is his work remote or how did that fit in with his career? No, so we're in a very unique situation. He is an expat. So for the last five years, he has been doing expat work, which means he works for eight weeks at a time. His current job, he does eight weeks, seven days a week, 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. Wow. But then he has four weeks off. So mm. he'll come and meet me wherever I am. So we just did a month in Costa Rica, which is perfect mm. for me because, you know, I also work every hour of the day as well. Um, it's doing what I love. So it doesn't really feel that way. Yeah. But um, yeah, we have like focused work time and mm-hmm. then off time. But he's actually mm-hmm. going to stop doing that in April. So that will be a totally different shift mm. for us. But yeah, very lucky in that kind of unique situation because, I mean, even in lockdown, 
when he had to work from home it was a nightmare because we're both you know on calls Mm. I talk into my voice notes all day long so yeah it was a challenge so that's going to be a new challenge we have coming up next year and he's not totally sure what he's doing next so we'll see one one step at a time Um, and I was having a look at your Instagram, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And one of the things I noticed in your bio was talking about how you you help um, women to create soulful aligned empires, which I absolutely love. And I would love for you to give a little bit more context as to what that means to, I don't know, people who might come across your page or anyone who's listening, that sort of soulful aligned, because I've got my own interpretation. I think it's such a exciting way of describing that vision um but what does that look like on a more kind of day-to-day month-to-month basis yeah so I guess I gave a hint of it just now when I said it doesn't really feel like I'm doing work all day and that's the beauty of it you remove the resistance you're just doing what you love it's a true expression of you so it's something you wake up excited for I never used to understand when people say it's something that gets me out of bed But now Mm. I have it pretty often actually where I'm like zing and I wake up with this zing of energy, like this bolt, like, oh, my God, I can't wait to do this. Like when I was writing my book, I mean, that was just insane. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, I can't wait. No, you have to go back to sleep. It was like Christmas. So when you're doing what you love, it's Mm. fun. You feel free. You have more energy. Of course, you're going to have some days where, you know, you're tired or some stuff you don't want to do. But when it's aligned, you just get to be you and you get to live in alignment with your values. So my top three values are freedom, growth and impact. And what I do, this spiritual work is completely in tune with all of that. I'm not restricted to working on certain days at certain times. I have location freedom. I can make as Mm. much money as I want to. Like, it's so funny now. I think, you know, I get a few people joining my membership and I make that amount in a month I'd have to wait you know a year and a half to get a promotion for in a corporate job so it's just so wild so just so much more freedom I grow because I work in spirituality and then I obviously grow through that I get to hire coaches all the training I do is a business expense so that also helps with my growth and then of course impact and doing soul-led work purpose-led work helping people to improve their lives and their businesses so I think that's the magic of it I feel like I'm totally in alignment with my values I don't feel like I'm sacrificing myself I don't have to be someone I'm not I'm no longer sat in a gray suit in a miserable Mm. office with gray skies outside that just wasn't me it's not what I would choose for myself it was just the situation I found myself in so fortunately Mm. I've been able to actually get into alignment so I can match up my business with who I am so it feels so much easier and it's more sustainable because I feel like I can do it forever it's not something that I'm forcing myself to do it's not something that I have to do it's what I want Mm -hmm. to do it's what I love Mm -hmm. it's what I enjoy what's your interpretation yeah it was it's sort of similar uh, with that in terms of the alignment piece of just feeling and having that sense of knowing that this is what I meant to do and this is what I can see myself doing forever as you say it's that blend between well it's work it doesn't feel like work and it's exciting and there's not a sort of set plan I know for me personally I like to work in sort of shorter chunks of time versus doing like a yearly plan so I think well so much can change in a year so my my interests might change or my what's feeling good might change and actually following more of that 
intuitive feeling of what would feel good or how do I want to launch this or what's a new program idea and actually having that being the guide versus there being a more set out thought out plan that might actually not resonate in six months 12 months time um with the with that and I guess being able to now do what you love and having the freedom to travel and being very much um, in alignment with your values was there a period where it felt a little bit tricky to remove those shoulds or remove that conditioning of the corporate way of working to how you're working now which is almost the polar opposite because I know with myself that was definitely a big part of my journey and a lot of the clients I work with I you know talk about the corporate hangover of still feeling like you have to do things in a certain way and I just wonder what your experience was of that yeah definitely this is something I talk about a lot because that's something that blocks you from your intuition when I said Mm. you know following the crowd people Mm. pleasing fitting in that's when you're doing all the things you should do and not honoring your individualities you're not honoring your intuition either and you're right about the corporate hangover I remember I used to try and work nine to five and have weekends off whereas now it's like for example I'm traveling this week and I've got to fly to Washington and then to England I'm traveling Thursday and Friday like I don't live by Monday to Friday and then weekends off because I like to go shopping when there's fewer people around so I don't want to go Mm. in on a Saturday when it's full so yeah I had to get rid of a lot of shoulds and you know I'm sure you know as well when you do this work people don't know what the hell you're doing people judge it people are scared of it some people secretly want it there's resistance to it um so yeah, it's definitely challenging and you have to fly in the face of a lot of shoulds and get past mm. your own fear. And like I said, be willing to go your own way, walk your own path, be individual and stand out and not sacrifice yourself. Yeah. And I think that's why having clarity on what your values are is so important because it's very then it's very, then very easy to identify actually freedom is a massive value of mine, yet I feel like I'm chained to my desk and don't have the flexibility to take two hours off on a Wednesday afternoon to go and spontaneously see a friend and so having that clarity on your values and then being quite honest with yourself and taking that responsibility to say okay this element of my life or my business isn't in alignment what do I need to do to change that and then taking action on that which might feel scary because it's different to the norm or might feel daunting because you've never done it before but that's when the intuition piece comes in and the, and the trust that actually acting in accordance with that is what's ultimately going to enable you to feel more fulfilled, more energized, more motivated, more inspired, etc. Totally agree. Uh, OK, amazing. So just before we wrap up, um, I'd love for you to share any key lesson or learning or advice that you have been given um, that might be helpful for anyone that's sort of newer into their entrepreneur journey, um, whether that's linked to freedom, to connecting more with your intuition, to spirituality, um, any kind of final words of advice that you would be able to offer would be lovely. Definitely. I would say it's never too late. And one thing that, because I'm very connected to my spirit guides, and one thing that they kept showing me was this kind of timeline of life. And I, in the years where I was setting all of this up, they kept showing me, right, 30 years, 
70 years and it can feel like oh I'm so old oh I've been doing this forever a year is such a long time but think about all of the time that you've got left which is probably you know double what you've already lived so just think about how much time you have ahead of you it's like that uh, Natasha Bedingfield song the rest is still unwritten the theme tune to the hills (laughs) and that's literally what it is like the rest is still unwritten so don't focus on I'm too old because people say this to me all the time I've had people who are like 25 say you know they're too old it's too late to start a podcast or too late to do an Instagram account and it's such a lie and there's so many Mm -hmm. examples that go against that I mean the founder of McDonald's the founder of Gap, uh, the Huffington Post, like all these things were set up when the founder was like in their 50s, 60s. Mm. So there's so many examples out there. If you go and look it up, that actually these people did things really late in life. And the most important thing is just following what you're called to do and not letting those limits get in the way. Honor how much time you have left rather than focusing on how much time you've spent doing what you don't like doing. Because actually, I think there's still lessons in there. It will have been preparing you for what you're meant to do in some way. Mm, oh, I love that. That's perfect way to end. So thank you so much, Liz. Um, for people that aren't familiar with you or kind of aren't following you on socials what please tell your handle and I will leave any links um in the show notes as well yeah on Instagram I'm at I am Liz Roberta and you can get everything there my website my book things like that amazing well have a great rest of your week safe travels back to the UK and um, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast thank you for having me bye bye Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, my DMs are always open. So come over and say hi. At Nicola Charlotte Coaching. Bye.